0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris podcast with me, your host, the mad chatter, Ryan MK. You can check me out on the socials at RMK Madness, and I gotta say, to begin, apologies. It's been a couple of weeks. Got no excuses. I'm a slacker. What else can I say? But... There is something I'll say, because I always have something to say, right? That's of why I do this. But it's been a fucked couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> it really has. We had some winter weather storm through here. Work's been crazy. We've had appointments galore. Kids, dentist. Oh, good God. I've had stomach issues, some sleep issues. I've had all sorts of shit. Did start therapy, so there you go. There's a bonus, a good thing. But it's been hectic and actually did a couple of weeks ago. Got a short pod recorded and then just got too busy and never got it edited. You got to the point where it's just like, well, I might as well just, you know, add some of that shit on what I was talking about the next week. And then the same thing happened. So here we are. Here we are. Having not spoken to each other in two
1: weeks. I know the chat has been a slacking, but I'm here now. And, and,
0: this means, this means, that's right, we're going to do a double episode of Miscellaneous Debris. That's right, a debris double tap. <laughs> Debr- I need some cool sound effects, right? <laughs> I've been trying to get the sound of. I used to do some sound effects. I think season one of the pod. But I just held my, I had them on my phone and I would hold my phone up to the microphone. It was terrible. It was terrible, I'm not not gonna lie, Madcaps. My wonderful, beautiful Madcaps, who I'm so indebted to and I apologize, we've not spoken. I gotta tell you, that was some rough times back in season one, when probably nobody was listening. There probably still is not many listening, but for those of you that are, I appreciate you. Yes, I do. But I go
1: on. It has been a rough couple of weeks. But again, that will lead us to this awesome double episode. Yeah.
0: So that's the plan, the plan for the pod. So we'll get into some good stuff in this one. And then I'm going to take a personal little break. And then I'm going to get right back to recording part two, uh, part two, numero dos of the podcast. That is uh, the plan, right, right. But it has been a minute, so since we've spoken, I hope you've all been well, I really do. My wonderful Matt Katz again here has been pretty good at the Madhouse MK, despite all the craziness, you know, we're getting through, we're getting through, I think the dentist, the aforementioned dentist, holy shit, my seven-year-old, he's gotten it down now, he's good with it, the uh, four-year-old screamed the entire time, <laughs> Which uh, that was the the only fortunate aspect was that because he was screaming, the dentist was actually able to look inside of his mouth. But he was not having it. You know, some of us just have that fear of the dentist, right? There's a great band. uh, It's a metal band, but they're like comedy. They're humorous. And they have a song titled The Root of All Evil. And it is specifically about going to the dentist and it is a fantastic song i like to play it on my way to the dentist makes me feel better but yeah you know it's a tough trip for most people i generally don't mind it um as i've gotten older and had some issues in the mouth uh i've gotten Less excited about go excited. Excited is a terrible word there. I was never excited. I have I've been less than content to go. Whereas before it was just kind of like, okay, let's go get the dentist out the way. Now a little more hesitant. Gotta admit,
1: gotta be honest with you, caps But anyway, anyway,
0: root of all evil by psycho stick. Check that's on (sighs) now. But we have the Super Bowl. Right, the fucking Super Bowl, so fantastic. I, and you know, I talk about I, I love my football as dirty a business as that shit is. Really, all sports. I do love my football, and I love me some Super Bowl. And it was a good game, and the halftime show was excellent. Right, Snoop, Trey, Major she was awesome. 50 Cent popped up or popped down, however you. 50 Cent and his hit—it's <laughs> crazy, is it? And of course, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar—it was a good show. Good show. Of course, it had some people freaking the fuck out on social media. Man, people did not like this. Somebody who was it? Some asshole Republican politician, I think was talking about how the uh, they need some more Ted Nugent and Kid Rock, something along those lines. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Kid Rock? Kid Rock? This is super touting as a great musician? <sighs> I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here with some of this shit. And those are just assholes who like Trump. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of people
0: not happy with that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was nice. Makes me feel a little old, you know? Because I'm not as familiar with the rap these days, right?
1: And when I was younger, like, that was the shit. Snoop, Dre. Went a little bit along. He came to Eminem.
0: I did like the Kendrick Lamar, and and I know my my oldest son is into Kendrick Lamar, so I know a little bit about him. But, I did, but that's about it, you know. So I just it was a hell of a show, hell of a show. Really enjoyed it, and a fun game, fun game. Rams win the Super Bowl. A lot of old time players. I shouldn't say old time i mean there was andrew whitworth the dude was 40 yeah well third player in history to start a super bowl 40 years of age or older very nice wins the super bowl good for him and you had odell beckham aaron donald eric weddle a lot of guys who've been around for a minute getting that shit along with von miller uh from uh Formerly of the uh, hometown Denver Broncos, he picked up his second. So good for him. And good for the Rams, and I'm sure the Bengals will be back. Fun young team. And, uh, yeah. And that's enough football, because the
1: football is over. The football never stops.
0: <laughs> but speaking of sports the dirtiness of sport. There are some crazy-ass sports out there. We were getting into a conversation at work about some of this shit. There is
1: Australian football, which I was shown to.
0: Well, I was shown, it. my buddy Ezra showed me the Aussie football. Quite crazy. They're like me and each other in the face, in the back, fucking right on the spine.
1: Oh no, my back kind of hurts. That might feel a little good you need in the knee and the spine,
0: but it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. So you got the Australian football, right? All right, and then he also showed me this Japanese pole sport, bo taioshi, bo taioshi, and it's it's also Quite insane. You got one team with a pole, another team with a pole, and then the object is to tip the pole. I think you have to get it so many degrees. Um, but you you got to get to the opponent's pole and pull it down but you got a guy hanging at the top of the pole trying to keep you from doing it. And then there's a bunch of dudes in a circle around the pole. Right. And so like about half of them leave to go try and get the other opponents pole and the other half about the other half stay and try and protect their pole. It's a little bit crazier version of kind of like a capture the flag type situation a little bit, maybe, kind of, you know, maybe not. No, I don't fucking know. So interesting sport there. Look it up, Bo Tayoshi. And then it reminded me of something that I believe my brother, the one and only taco cat, who I gotta get on here to talk some fucking Avengers, right? But the one and only taco cat, he showed it to me a handful of years ago. But it's this Italian sport called Calico Storico. They play it in Florence? Florentine? (laughs) But it's play it's played in Italy and basically. This was a sport from the medieval times okay. that was subsequently banned at a point in time and brought back by none other than Benito Mussolini. And it has yet, as far as I know, yet to be banned again. It's turned into an annual thing. There's no prize or anything like that. It's just kind of a, a prideful thing. You know, people get together and play. So this is, it is to explain the sport, It's a little bit rugby, a little bit football, a little bit uh, MMA (laughs) because you basically, dude's getting fistfights, right? And there's rules like you can't be ganging up the fistfights like one-on-one. And it's like, you know, you have that in hockey, but this isn't a stop the sport. No, to hear it explained by one of the players, this is their form of blocking. You know, because the whole object is you're trying to score points by throwing the ball over this fence. The opponent there's a fence on each side. kind of You got to throw it over. That's how you score points. But you got to get to the other side. So you're going to have tons of people trying to beat the shit out of you. So one way to block for your teammates is to engage an opponent from the other team and start fighting them. It's insane. You got people. You got a guy running around with the ball people chasing him. you got people fighting. It's fucking insane. And they treat it all medievally. They got you know, the, 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 the concession line or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, where they they have the trumpet players and. You got that whole line, the parade of people coming out before the game. It's very medievally. It's insane to watch. Look it up. Coleco, storico,
1: Italian, crazy-ass sport. (laughs) Ah. Speaking of MMA, blah, 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 blah. Fumbled into that. Speaking of MMA. I did
0: want to bring up, it's kind of a little further back in the news now, but uh, Joe Rogan. In the news a lot, right? With all the COVID stuff, which I've talked about. And, and as you know, and uh, by the way, new listeners, welcome. Please go listen to the first two episodes of season three to really get a feel for the pot if you haven't already. But as you know, not a fan of Rogan anymore, because you see, I used to be. So no one can come at me with, you haven't listened to the show, you don't know. Oh, yes, I do. I was a big fan for a long time. Own his comedy albums, own the entire series of news radio, own a Fear Factor board game, as a matter of fact. And of course, was at one point an avid listener of the Joe Rogan experience. I was a fan, no longer. I've just, you know, as I've explained, my disappointment in who he gives a platform to. Um, it really began with Alex Jones, but it just, to me, started to go downhill and, um, and, you know, a big, a large part of the issues I have with him now are, um, you know, obviously aside from the shit that I had previous issues with now, he's, uh, riled up a particular fan base that seemed like a former president, (sighs) And they really latch on to these dudes everywhere. And it's not the entire audience,
1: but it is, it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you look into the videos,
0: okay? Because th- this is what happened. All this COVID stuff happened, right? And th- this is where I do have an issue. Before I go into, you know, my problems with everything about what Rogan said, did, I do have a little bit of an issue with how everything's being handled
1: because it, with the
0: COVID stuff, yeah, I get it. I agree. He's fucking giving a platform. I do, like, he's not doing a good enough job and yeah, he's a comedian. Just wanted to do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. But it's at a point where you do have a responsibility, you know, and as I've said, I, hey, I'm with you. I love to question things.
2: But
1: there comes a point in time when you have to, if you're, what you're looking for is truth, you have to try, start trusting the facts, right?
0: But despite that, I mean, there's been plenty of other people that have said as much or worse, we're going to go after everybody
1: because that's hard to do. I'm just like, for me, it's just, hey, everybody, find the right information, okay? You don't have to listen to everybody. You don't have to listen to anybody. You can just, I mean. So you, you put the COVID
0: stuff aside. So he pissed a lot of people off with that, right? You got doctors writing Spotify. You know, they take, they put disclaimers on some of this stuff. And he vows to do a better job of getting, you know, the other side of things. And then
1: all this stuff comes out with the N-word.
0: The compilation of, how many times he said it, some, it looked like occasion of uh, a baiting, attempting to bait people into saying it there's planet of the apes reference and you know people will say context and things like that I you can't get around the planet of the apes thing that's bad you also can't get around saying the n-word that many times no matter the context I mean sorry you know and you know, where I tend to go with this kind of thing is, hey, I'm going to follow the lead of Black people. Because at one point in time, early 20s, learned very specifically that lesson which all white people need to learn at one point in time. That's not our word, okay? It's just not. And I know some people, some white people are going to stomp their feet and, well, that's just not right. That's just not the Huh, it is. I
1: would say it is. Okay. That's just my opinion. But the bottom line is there is context,
0: right? Context doesn't, doesn't justify that many times. And I'm, I'm going to tell a story because that was a word I used to use. Not the hard art, you know, the, you know the, how you say, with a term of endearment. That's how it was used, because all throughout my life, and I've explained, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of diversity, you know, around me. Um, had a lot of non-white friends growing up, and that continued throughout my life. And I had a friend, early 20s, um, in my early 20s, named Freddie. Freddie was a black dude, and we got real tight. Um, and he was basically a friend of my girlfriend's friend. And he was just awesome. We just connected, right? And he got to just the point where he was comfortable enough where every time he saw me, Ryan, my N-word. And, you know, obviously he would say the real word. And then, you know, I'm at a point where like, I can't, okay, all right you know, kind of a badge of honor. All right. And then I got to return the favor. I got, you know, respect this dude. Hey, Freddie, hey, my, and, and I would say the real word too. And, you know, I just had thought, you know, he's cool with it. I'm not using it in a bad way. It's all right. Until one night we're around some of Freddie's friends I hadn't met. Also, black dudes, and they heard this go down and were none too pleased by it,
1: right? Didn't quite feel the same way as Freddie.
0: Okay, my bet. It's a learning moment, right? Everything was fine. But it was at that point I realized, yeah, just stay away from that word. Because even in that situation where it was, me and someone I was really good friends with and we were back and forth with it as a term of endearment, no negativity
1: to it. You know, even then it was
0: uncomfortable for some of the other black dudes. And that's when I just realized like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it.
1: And again, again, don't use it, you know. So it's hard to
0: have any defense in him of him, but plenty of people are plenty of comedians. <laughs> and it's Theo Vaughn, who am I like? Went so far as to say Joe Rogan is a hero. I don't I don't get it. But comedians seem to have this thing right now where they're just afraid of their. Their free speech being taken. You know, I don't know. Free speech has always been a battle with comedy. Look at Carlin back in the day. George Carlin getting arrested for cursing on television. Now there's cursing all over television.
1: So <clears throat> I don't think I, I just, yeah,
0: it's it's weird. Feels like a lot of comedians are afraid. And I feel like you can pretty much joke about anything if you do it in the
1: right way. I don't know. I Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But back to the Rogan situation, you know. As disappointing as this all is,
0: the COVID stuff, what's came out with the videos with the N word and the plan of the apes comments. And the thing is that shit's been out there. And before I get into this, no way defending Joe Rogan again, I've made it pretty clear, (laughs) not a fan of the dude anymore. And I think what he said, is pretty indefensible context or no. You were old enough to have known better and having, you know, a stepdaughter
1: who is biracial, and yet you continued to use that word. Whether
0: quoting some, somebody, who did, you know, how hard is it to just say N word, man? I, like, so not, not a defense, but I don't like the extremes, right? I've talked about this. Again. Fuck the two-party system, the archaic two-party system. I fucking rail on that all the time. Both sides have their extremes. And this feels like the extreme left, again, digging up something that's been out there, been out there. And now people are making a big deal about it. No, I guess maybe I wasn't listening, and I never heard in any of the times I listened the N-word, or I don't recall hearing it, because I probably would have been like, whoa. Like I said, I think it was the second time he had Alex Jones on that I was like, what the fuck? And it probably wasn't the second time. Overall, he had Alex Jones on, just the second time I saw him on, because apparently he's been on quite a bit. Excuse me. So while I listened a lot, it was over a very short period of time, I think, because I wasn't there at the beginning of the pod, and I haven't listened in a while, obviously.
1: But the stuff was out there, right? And
0: yeah, now it's being brought to light. But it feels like angry people over all the COVID stuff were trying to find what else they could put on it, right? Trying to get him canceled, and there's a couple of things here. One is, you know, it's kind of on Spotify. They got to decide, and if people are trying to pressure, see, this is where I have a problem with cancel culture because on general, on, on on paper, on paper, on paper, I don't mind the idea of hey, if you're in the public eye, and you. You do some jackassery, say some jackassery, suffer the consequences, whatever. But when it's weaponized,
1: such as it seems to be in this case, that's where I'm like, okay, come on. You know.
0: And if we're really gonna weaponize anything to take out people, can we go after like the politicians? the people with true power in the country that actually can make a difference in how things are ran, how things are done. I get Joe Rogan speaks to, a a, you know, quite a big audience.
1: But there's an audience for that
0: right now. (laughs) They're going to get it from somewhere. And yeah, people like him aren't helping. I'm glad Spotify at least put some like, you know, labeling on it, (laughs) or whatever.
1: But, you know, I I just, I don't know. It all seems kind of crazy to me.
0: Because, and, and the whole canceling thing, that's not, it's not all the far left either. Like someone tried to cancel me.
1: If you're unaware, If you've been around
0: for a while, you know, but if you're unaware, I also do some fantasy football stuff and uh, I write for Um, playerprofiler.com. Haven't in a little while, but
1: I actually got an email
0: at one point in time during 2020. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, don't start. I got the seasonal allergies. Sometimes I get on one of those, you know, sneeze marathons. Where it's just like sneeze after sneeze after sneeze. And you end up with a
1: fucking headache. It was just the one though. So we're good. Just
0: the one sneeze. But writing for playerprofiler.com. Boss emails me because he got an email from somebody that was saying uh, all this stuff about me that was not true like for example that i'd be people um in the comments section on my youtube and i'm like well there's proof of that i I'm, i don't even comment in my own comments I mean, like nobody comments and <laughs> like it's it was the crazy shit it just wild wild
1: stuff but i know exactly what happened someone
0: was listening to the fantasy stuff and then they picked up on my other podcast this one and they checked out this one
1: and I was bitching about Trump and they didn't like that so they tried to have me cancelled. that's right but they didn't
0: and actually my guy, shout out to Matt Kelly, the podfather from playerprofiler.com. He went on his next podcast, brought the whole situation up, and actually threw his full support behind me. And that was very much appreciated. So I have felt, you know, in
1: a very minor level, someone trying to, you know, cancel me. And it's just
0: crazy. People are trying to weaponize that. And they're super, super hypocritical about things.
1: And again, let's go after, if you really wanna cancel somebody, let's cancel some of these motherfuckers in power. But it all comes back to
0: those people in power and how much they've got us by the balls because of the division in this country. It's a damn shame, but we'll talk
1: about that, more on that later, later. But first we're gonna take a break and then
0: chat a little COVID stuff. And, and, you know, maybe one of these days I'll have a sponsor to throw in here during one of these breaks. That's right, that's right. Maybe, maybe, well, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll be right back. welcome back oh, as i said little covid chatter just a little covid chatter with all the you know joe rogan stuff and all of that i just want to clear some things up because i do have a little bit of knowledge in this and i will start by saying that hey i'm a little
1: biased my wife is high risk my 7 year old's high risk Technically, because of the cigarette smoking, I am high-risk, right? So we have to be extra careful around here.
0: But when it comes down to it, I'm gonna listen to science. I like to question things too, but again, at some point, you go with the facts, right? And While everybody wants to question this particular situation with COVID and variants and this and the vaccine and who's controlling,
1: you know, whatever. Now, you need to go with facts about vaccines,
0: virology in general. And, you know... I don't care about CNN or Fox. I don't even care what comes out of the White House. This is where, you know, I've I've talked about it plenty of times where, okay, I'm not doing anything with the degree I got from college. Okay? No, I'm not. But even if I never do, if I never do, the one thing college did was help me when it comes to proper research and and sourcing. And... You know, it's okay to use stuff from Google, but if you're going to, you got to look at where they're sourcing the stuff, right? Because I know when you're in college, you have like the J Store, like the, those great databases where you can find, it, you know, published scientific articles and things like that. This is great, obviously, for when you're in college, but, it, it, you know, you get it for free when you're in college. You have to pay for it, otherwise. But this is a great database to use for scholarly articles, right? And that's where you can find a lot of good information. And if you're in college right now, let me look into some of this, look into virology and vaccines and things like that. And this isn't to try and sound superior or anything like that by any means. It's just this is where some parts of the country are lacking. This is where Joe Rogan he wants to get this doctor on and ask controversial doctor and ask him certain questions that go towards his agenda while not asking simple questions like, you know, has vaccines really work, what blah blah, blah, blah blah because here
1: you can say whatever you want the thing is this is it is a pandemic of the unvaccinated okay it is
0: i'll explain we continue to get these variants which are mutations of the original virus yes now these variants they're able to mutate easier quicker among groups of unvaccinated people, which we have a plenty here in the United States. No, it's not just us, but
1: we're one of the biggest offenders.
0: So the more unvaccinated you have, the higher chance of these mutations, these variants, and eventually you're gonna get variants that are resistant to the vaccine. And that's been the fear. So you can say whatever you want. and Because you know. The anti-vax are going to sit here and go. Look. look, It's not working. See. We told you. It's a new variant. Is The vaccines aren't even working. And it's like they were. But this is what happens. When there's enough of the unvaccinated. To let this, these variants cook
1: up. And get stronger. And the, really, the virus has taken control. We've not been able to do what we needed to do. And in large part, that's because of the unvaccinated.
0: Sorry. Herd immunity. I know people were screaming that in the beginning. Why didn't anybody really dive into that? Dive into that. Because you can, 83 to 94% of the population, depending on the virus, they're 83 to 94%. They would have to get to achieve herd immunity, 83 to 94%. US population is roughly 332 million people, meaning 275 million people would need to be infected. We currently have about seventy-six point four million cases reported in the United States, which means we'd need, oh, well, only about two hundred million more cases to reach the herd immunity threshold. Right? That's fucking insane. And at a mortality rate of one point two percent, that means about three million, three hundred thousand would die in total. And we've got uh, 900,000 already dead, so you're talking about almost two and a half million more would need to die to reach that threshold. Would not need to, I should, would likely die as a result of trying to reach that threshold. So when you put it into perspective and you actually break it down like that, how feasible did herd immunity ever sound? So you want to listen to these fucking people who want to talk about the vaccines and want to be anti-vaccines and, you know, herd immunity and this and that and the mortality rate. They have all these counters to the facts and it's, it's right there for you. Do it yourself. Look it up yourself. That's just one example. The herd immunity. Just looking at that. Just looking at that. And we're quite deep into this fucking thing now, right? And 900,000 deaths? And we would need to reach
1: 2.4 million
0: in order to achieve herd immunity? And, I mean, not need to reach that many deaths, but to reach the percentage, the threshold you're talking about. It's quite a few more
1: people that would likely die.
0: And I know there's lots of stuff. There was lots of stuff going around about, uh, you know, the whole, you can't get it if you're vaccinated. You know, it does appear as though some of that was coming from the White House, including Biden, Fauci. But again, to me, I don't care. Yes, I voted for Biden because fuck Trump, but I'm not going to the White House for my COVID information, especially after what we saw in 2020 with Trump. Not that Biden's near ridic- near as ridiculous, but, you know, we're to do a fucking disinfectant what about injecting some of that shit. You know, Trump said some crazy, crazy shit. It'll all be over by the summer. Yeah, it'll be no big thing. It's no big thing, right?
1: (laughs) Fucking idiot.
0: But the point is, everybody let him say that shit. So what faith do I have that anybody's going to stop Biden or Fetcher or anybody else from saying some shit? Whether they're doing it for agenda or they're just... Because here's the thing. With science, it does change. With this kind of virus, things are constantly evolving, right? They have to do things a certain way. They have to keep changing how they... But again,
1: I don't know if the White House is where I'm going to get any of that information. And as I've said, I like to question things too. All the time. Aliens. Bigfoot.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm into some of the conspiracy stuff, and especially when it comes to, like, shit in space. Get out of here with the QAnon shit, though. But
1: I'm down for questioning stuff, but it gets to a point where it's like, there's no questioning here. So it's it it's kind of a mind bender for me. Mind bender for me.
0: And the bottom line, the viruses, these viruses, they, they thrive among the unvaccinated. Eventually the new variants, they start to become resistant to, you know, the antibodies, and that's why we are where we are. And it's unfortunate everybody's so grounded in their agenda, and we're so divided that really the truth, the truth, is often lost. Well, on that note, I'll try not to depress us further as we go into the third segment. I know short second segment, but I, you know I wasn't going to preach forever about the COVID stuff. But I do feel very important. Really take a look at things. Okay. Do it yourself, and make sure your source. Because any asshole can get on the internet and look up shit specifically. Just any random article that was specifically support what you're trying to say. But if you want to do it right, learn how to do it right. That's all I'm going to say. You know, that's all I'm going to say. That's what I would do. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. Break time, then we'll be back because I want to get into a little bit of a discussion about uh, the division in this country, which I had previously mentioned, because it's a problem. It's a problem. I said I was going to try not to be so down in the next segment, but it looks like (laughs) I lied. I'm sorry. I lied. All right. Break time. We'll be back. Back to finish up this final seg, final segment, final segmental of Pod Numero Uno. That's right. And then I'm gonna go enjoy myself a snack and then sit down and record part two. That's right. That's right. But when it comes to this, we're gonna get into the division discussion a little bit.
1: Because as I've mentioned
0: before, a major issue with this is really that archaic two-party system. And it's another example, by the way, of how we lag behind. And I know I've said this a million times, but other westernized countries, I mean, I mean, healthcare, because some people would prefer waiting in shorter lines than everybody having healthcare. That's right.
1: College education. That's another one. But those in
0: power, they don't hate that. They like large parts of the country being unhealthy and uneducated. No, oh, they'll take that. Two parties, the options are limited.
1: And it, it makes it truly, truly easy for those in power, the elites,
0: as some would call <clears> them. <throat> but it, it, those in power makes it quite easy for them to manipulate, to pit one side against the
1: other, you know.
0: makes it a lot easier for them to do that to turn us against each other and it's amazing how many people don't recognize that you
1: know they use things like fear hate patriotism all sorts of things they use these things
0: to push people's allegiances and they do this to to fit whatever you know agenda they're they're working on at that point in time and it's both sides and yeah my morals tend to lead more towards liberals and the left and all of that but again i got plenty of issues with them fuckers too
1: I mean, in 2016, I didn't vote. Okay.
0: I didn't vote. It was the only time I've not voted. Why? Because Trump, Hillary, are you fucking kidding me? And I know some shit came out about Hillary. We're going to get to that in pod number two.
1: But I've never been down with Hillary. And some might go, what, she's a woman? No. If Michelle Obama
0: is running for president,
1: I could see that working. Hillary? No. No.
0: No, thanks. But I was pissed. Like, this, these are the options my country has given me to choose from as our fucking leader?
1: I was pissed. So, I may lean left, but... That don't always mean everything. Again, two-party system needs to go.
0: And now, 2022, and there's still the amount of people that still ride with Trump, I find it, again, mind-bending. It's fucking bewildering.
1: Bewilder, bewildering. <laughs> I mean, despite all the actions, it's insane to me. It's insane to me. Almost
0: equally insane is that for that all-important election in 2020, the best the Democrats could do was Joe Biden. uh, One of the most important elections in history. We need to get the fastest wannabe Trump out of the uh, the office, and this is what we got: Joe Biden. Okay.
1: And speaking of history, take a look at Hitler. Seriously, I brought this up. Proper research. But it's a, it's Hitler, kind of provides a blueprint for Trump in a way, right? And it
0: <clears throat> really shows how someone like him can be pretty scary. And I've often said, you know, there are many ways in which you could compare what Hitler did to what Trump was seemingly trying to do. Trump just wasn't as intelligent. He's not as intelligent, as charismatic as Hitler was. And that's how Hitler grabbed people, right?
1: That's how he did it. Like, just one
0: example is that you, when you look into some stuff about Hitler, you learn all the things he did to prepare himself for what he was going to do. And he used to take these classes where he, he would learn movements, arm movements to use those and incorporate them into his speeches and what they would do to, to you know, help with his audience. It's just little things like that. And you look at Trump when he's talking in the way, like I'm doing now,
1: I'm doing it. <laughs> but it's little things like that, that you notice.
0: I mean, just look at how Hitler was able to rile people up and Trump does similar shit. I mean, I just did. I'm a history guy. The first thing I wanted to do when I first went to college, my thought was I'm going to teach history.
1: And so I love it. And I mean, I'm just the, like, to me, I don't get, I just don't get how people don't see it.
0: Like, I'm going to bring up something I brought up before the early warning signs of fascism checklist. Okay. So, number one, powerful. I don't know why I said it like that. Powerful, like a, like a fucking rogue. powerful and continuing nationalism. Nationalism. I mean, look at the Trump supporters. They all got fucking flags hanging out the pickup trucks, right? Powerful and continuing nationalism. Disdain for human rights. I mean, shit going on at the borders. Yeah, some of that shit still going on too. And you know, it can be said that you know our government in general kind of disdain for human rights, right? That one maybe is not as much sticks to him, but uh, identification of enemies as a unifying cause. This is what you do. Again, that's it. You versus them. Them versus you. The divide. pit the two sides against each other. Supremacy of the military. Rampant sexism. Grabbed by the pussy, right? Remember that? Controlled mass media, the whole fake news thing. Mm. Another thing that traces back to Germany. Obsession with national security, religion and government intertwined. Remember his ass carrying around the Bible, not knowing how to. He does have favorite quotes, but they're too personal to share them. There's also that too. (laughs) Corporate power protected, you know, you know that labor power suppressed disdain for intellectuals and the arts yeah he didn't like smart people obsession with crime and punishment what did he call himself the 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 what do they call the uh the presidency what's another term for it <laughs> the administration of law and order law oh. Rampant cronyism and corruption, fraudulent elections, fraudulent elections. <sighs> Is,
1: I just, I don't know. What do you say? What do you say? It's, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a lot there if you really want to look into it. And it's worrisome. If you ask me. This is what happens. They divide us. They distract us. I mean, look at, look at the Annabelle.
0: Football. Again, I love it. but It's dirty as fuck. Sports are dirty as fuck. Oh, so much of what we enjoy has such a dirty underbelly. But the NFL, look at what's going on with the NFL right now.
1: Washington Commanders,
0: I know it's weird saying it, went from the Washington racial slurs or Redskins. I call them the Foreskins personally. She went from the Foreskins to the Washington football team to the Washington commanders, but they, they've they had some issues for a while. They had previously had an investigation done on them. Um, their owner, Dan Snyder, seems to be quite the asshole. And then you have some recent stuff because Congress got involved and you got more women making more claims. And it does feel like the NFL was just uh, doing an investigation to try, because they didn't put out anything, any written report About all the findings. Yet, anytime a player is in trouble, boy, they make that shit pretty public, don't they? Remember Gate? Oh. So it's just kind of funny. There was the whole leaked email thing about John Gruden that got him fired. But yet, out of all the stuff, out of all the stuff that was found in that investigation, only stuff to come out
1: was about Chunkaroon really. It's all very crazy. But this is rich white dudes doing whatever the fuck they want. That's what it is. But you got
0: the assholes in Washington and then you got or I'm sorry there you then you have then you have Steve Ross, owner of the
1: Dolphins who has been accused of
0: offering a coach a bribe to lose, to lose games. And if that's proven true, especially in this day and age where gambling's attached to the sports, if that proves true, mm, Miami's in deep shit, or Stephen Ross is, he may lose that fucking team. Because you got the Brian Flores lawsuit on top of everything. Well, that's where the allegations of uh,
1: paying to lose came from. Brian Flores, former Miami coach. There's
0: a lot of racism from the top. Not a lot of black people in decision-making departments. And that's part of the issue. And they're having a hard time. You know, bringing them up through the system because you know, whether racism or not, uh, racism or inherent whiteness, whatever, they always go with just the white guy. They know, you know, not always I should say, but a lot of times and we've seen it since then. Since the last lawsuit got filed, like a few different black dudes got hired. Like what? <sighs>
1: it's uh. <clears throat> And it's crazy because when we're divided even when it comes to these kinds of things with the NFL. No one wants their feel-good of football messed up, right?
0: If you look at when, it, when like a player is holding out to get a better contract, there's a good chunk of fans that'll be like, oh, you're being selfish. Just get back to playing the game. This, that, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah.
0: Even though a team can just cut a player whenever they want, decide it's over. You know, I, I mean, nobody bitches then. I shouldn't say nobody, but you know what I mean? Those people, they just, but it's another way where they got us all divided, it's
1: just. But this really should piss a lot more people off. I mean,
0: it just feels like not enough people care about what these rich white assholes are doing. I mean, in really across the world, but I mean, just in something as simple as the NFL. These dudes literally do whatever the fuck they want. Dan Snyder in Washington. Maybe he gets some consequences now, but clearly this is a sexist prick. He's been putting his hands where he shouldn't. And look, There's a lot of bad stuff with this dude. And, you know, everybody just keeps on watching the football. But hopefully there's some consequences coming to him, to Stephen Ross, to it. You know, clean this shit up. Clean that fucking place up. But it's going to be hard. Because the commissioner and their entire office, they work for all of those owners. And all of those owners are trying to protect their asses. And again, they just do whatever the fuck they want. They get in trouble. They throw money at it, make it go away. And this is the power we've given the rich. This is why you label them elites. They're the rich and powerful. In part because we made them that way. And
1: it's stupid. It's stupid.
0: Should piss a lot more people off, but football is a great distraction. I mean, the Super Bowl, huh? Huh? Good game. Great halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. It's time to wrap up this tea party. Time to, you know, take that break might eat a little pizza come back record part two for the double tap the miscellaneous debris the debris double tap that's right that's right so hope you've enjoyed uh part one of the double tap this week now, now before we go before we go I did see a few things um, um that i want to get to with the super bowl commercials but we're going to say that again for the next part. I did want to mention something I had seen about a week before the Super. Sometime last week, the trailer for the new Halo show.
1: I'm so excited!
0: This was like one of my first big games that I. I mean, I played get lots of games, and I was in Mega Man and Mario when I was younger, but. When all these cool new systems came out, I remember I got the first PlayStation and I really liked it. But then when, when the, when the Xbox was coming out, it was like, you were either a PS2 guy or an Xbox guy. And I was like, I like the PS, but I'm going to get the Xbox. And of course they had the Halo and I've just been diehard Xbox ever since. I'm an Xbox dude and uh, I'm a Halo fan. And there's been talk for years about a movie or a show or something. And finally, we're getting a show. It's here. The previews look really good. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Just it's another thing I have to add on to a list of shit I need to watch. Uh, But yeah, but yeah, it looks amazing. So if you haven't seen it yet, check out the Halo trailer. Should be a lot of fun. But all right. I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it for a part one so we go for now oh. but yes we will be back oh oh. oh oh that's right we will be back oh but I gotta get the new the new theme I, did, I, I, I fixed the theme and we'll get to we'll get to anyway for now I hope Welcome you enjoyed thank you for joining and, and hey yeah. hey let's just scoot on right into the next to pod 2 of the debris doubled. Get home. Yeah, a break. Yeah. Ladder is full.